Please turn with me to Psalm 106. And when you get there, please turn to 1 Corinthians 10. I'll make several miscellaneous points from this psalm. If a couple of them mean something to you, I hope that you can just latch on to one or two. But if you, if you can't get anything else from the miscellaneous points that I make, this one is most important. How much does pleasing God mean to you? Right. Does it mean everything to you? Does it mean more than anything else? Does it mean more than changing your circumstances? Help us, Lord, yes. Whether God is pleased with you or not should mean everything to you. Yes. Right. We know that he's pleased with Jesus, and we know that Jesus covered us with his death on the cross legally. But now the open question is, is God pleased with you? Right. No. Not with Jesus, but with you personally. Yes. Amen. Amen. So if you have your fingers in Psalm 106, uh, I, I need to read 1 Corinthians 10, the first 12 verses to you to justify why we would go to Psalm 106. It's not just a, a dry history of this happened to some people a few thousand years ago, and, and this is a historical account of what happened to them. 1 Corinthians 10 tells us that that story is very relevant for us. Right, right. I'll start with 1 Corinthians 10, 1, and read through verse 12 for now. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples. Right. To the intent, we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted, right. neither be idolaters, as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink, and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed of, the, of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happened unto them for our ensamples, right. and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Yes. Right. Amen. Do you get that last point there? If your confidence in the blood of Christ covering you extends into the practical phase of salvation and covers all of your practical decisions and choices that you make on a daily basis, then you think you stand and you need to take heed lest you fall. Yes. Right. And if this seems formidable to you, I want you to notice, we know verse 13, but it's normally in our memories disconnected from the first 12 verses of the yes. chapter. Verse 13 says we can all do this. There hath no temptation taken you, but such right. as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Yes. Now flip to Psalm 106, please. 
This is a lengthy psalm, so I'll try to read it quickly and make only very brief comments. The Israelites were on a journey here. For most of the psalm, it's speaking of their journey. We're also on a journey. We've spoken of this before some years ago, if you remember. They got distracted with a, a relatively short journey. I was looking back on it. It was relatively short. Our life is relatively short as well. Right. So it's, it's you know, unconscionable that they were able to get so distracted and lose perspective so quickly. But we can do the same thing. Yes. And, so, and that's why the psalm exists, and it's so detailed, and it's not the only one that details lists of things that Israel did wrong. And we just read in 1 Corinthians 10 that those are for our admonition. Yes. Okay. Psalm 106. Praise ye the Lord. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can show forth all his praise? Blessed are they that keep his judgment, that keep judgment, and he that doeth righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, with the favor that thou bearest unto thy people. O visit me with thy salvation, that I may see the good of thy chosen, that I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation, that I may glory with thine inheritance. We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his power, his mighty power, to be known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it was dried up. So he led them through the depths, as through the wilderness. And he saved them from the hand of them that hated them, and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. And the waters covered their enemies. There was not one of them left. Then believed they his words. They sang his praise. They soon forgot his works. They waited not for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert. And he gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. They envied Moses also in the camp, and Aaron, the saint of the Lord. The earth opened and swallowed up Dathan and covered the company of Abiram. And a fire was kindled in their company. The flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf in Horeb and worshipped the molten image. Thus they changed their glory into the similitude of an ox that eateth grass. They forgot God their Savior, which had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and terrible things by the Red Sea. Therefore he said that he would destroy them, had not Moses his chosen stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath, lest he should destroy them. Yea, they despised the pleasant land, they believed not his word, but murmured in their tents and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Therefore he lifted up his hand against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to overthrow their seed also among the nations, and to scatter them in the lands. They joined themselves also unto Baal Peor and ate the sacrifices of the dead. Thus they provoked him to anger with their inventions, and the plague break in upon them. Then stood up Phinehas and executed judgment, and so the plague was stayed. And that was counted unto him for righteousness unto all generations forevermore. They angered him also at the waters of strife, so that it went ill with Moses for their sakes. <clears throat> because they provoked his spirit, 
so that he spake unadvisedly with his lips. They did not destroy the nations concerning whom the Lord commanded them, but were mingled among the heathen and learned their works. And they served their idols, which were a snare unto them. Yea, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters unto devils, and shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and of their daughters, whom they sacrificed unto the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. Thus were they defiled with their own works, and went a-whoring with their own inventions. Therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against his people, insomuch that he abhorred his own inheritance. And he gave them into the hand of the heathen, and they that hated them ruled over them. Their enemies also oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under their hand. Many times did he deliver them, but they provoked him with their counsel, and were brought low for their iniquity. Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry, and he remembered for them his covenant, and repented according to the multitude of his mercies. He made them also to be pitied of all those that carried them captives. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the heathen, to give thanks unto thy holy name, and to triumph in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting, and let all the people say, Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. This psalm lists eight to ten of the major sins of Israel, depending on how you count them. Sometimes there is a little profit in looking back to recall what sins you have been most prone to in the past. It can help you with humility, provided that it keeps you moving towards greater godliness and fruitfulness. That's right. Paul was able to recall that he wasn't even meet to be called an apostle because he persecuted the church. But that motivated him to labor more abundantly than they all. So if you ever look back at your sins, which you should to maintain humility, the results should always be equal to Paul and David. If you remember, one of the traits of David was that his sins never held him back. He repented and went on stronger than he had been before. Israel quickly forgot God's works in their lives. Do you quickly forget God's works in your life? They murmured. This is what they did wrong. They murmured instead of keeping a hopeful, expectant attitude. Right. And this, instead of God feeling sorry for them for this bad attitude, it made God want to bring upon them all the fears they had imagined, yes. which he had not even intended for them yes. before until they became fearful and unbelieving. And then he decided to bring those fears upon them. Let that sink in a little bit. Fearfulness and unbelief brings upon you those things because God is frustrated with you for your lack of belief in him and trust in him. And he he calls it murmuring. Right. Be ye not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding. How many times does the Lord need to prove his faithfulness to you? Are there things you have been often reproved for, but you just never get it? The Lord is long-suffering and merciful, but not forever. Eventually, you do have to change. It doesn't mean you're not going to heaven, but your life in this world can become quite miserable as the Israelites did. Yes. They were supposed to go to the promised land. It wasn't going to take that long. But look at the consequence. 
They had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years knowing that they were all going to die. And then they did. They ended their lives in a state of misery. Stop thinking of unbelief as a weakness and more of an offense to God. Has he not done enough for you? Imagine if Israel had remembered the works in Egypt. Remember how Psalm 106 mentioned that a couple times. If they had just remembered the plagues in Egypt, that should have been enough to get them through the whole journey. This is what they could have. Normally we look at, we know this verse well, Psalm, uh, 20, from Psalm 27. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Right. We know that one really well. That applies here, but I'm going to bring a different one. Psalm 123, 2. Behold, as the eyes of servants look unto the hand of their masters, mm-hmm. and as the eyes of a maiden unto the hand of her mistress, so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God until that he have mercy upon us. What if they had had that attitude when they ran out of food and yes. didn't have any yes. water? What if they quoted that verse? It hadn't been written yet, but they could have had that attitude. <laughs> they could Think of how the Lord would have responded to them yes. so much differently if they had done it his way right. and trusted him. So do you get the point that we're on a journey as well as they were? Yes. And so the Lord could have gotten them to Canaan other ways than walking, right? There could have been the Red Sea didn't have to be created right there because that was their first challenge, right? They got to the Red Sea and they murmured. Because they were in a predicament. Do you murmur when you encounter the first predicament? My point is that the Lord created the Red Sea. He put it there, and he created all these obstacles and inconveniences, running out of food, running out of water, fearfulness, not knowing where to turn next, etc., etc. He created all those circumstances so that they could grow in them. And he he does the same thing for us. And so... It's really important that we keep the perspective that they did not keep. There's judgment, irremediable judgment, if we fail to remember this. May the Lord bless us. Amen. Amen.